Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 51. So today I want to talk about mental health because May is Mental Health Month. Do you feel running keeps you sane? Is it your therapy? I heard this statement on a different podcast called the Less Drama, More Mama, and it really resonated with me. It goes like this, good mental health is not the absence of mental illness. Very profound, right? Just like health is not the absence of illness. Good mental health is not being happy all the time either. We need sadness to experience, appreciate happiness. It's kind of like weathering our days like we would weather our runs, I guess. How's your resilience in running? It probably mimics your resilience in life. My yoga pal Adrian always reminds us that the mat, that's a yoga mat, is a reflection of our life. I used to rush into a pose, be down dog or forward fold or warrior, all of them really. And my focus was on being there as opposed to getting there, if that makes sense. Really what I'm saying is that for me, it was all about the destination and not the journey. I would have harsh words for myself along the way when I think about it. Especially like if I couldn't bend at the waist while I was sitting down in a forward fold and expecting to be really flexible, really silly in hindsight. Similarly, runs and how we feel during the run and talk about them afterwards is such a reflection of our life, I think. I hear so many runners qualify their run based on external metrics, especially the minute mile metric such as, I'm not getting any faster here. That's a pretty common one, right? Society has taught us to look outside of ourselves in order to gauge if what we do is good or bad or validate our efforts. Think about how crazy it is to use these variables that are outside of us to determine if we had a great run instead of tapping into how we felt while we were running or how we feel afterwards. What if our thoughts were not a reflection of the stats in our smartwatch, but on how we felt about the run instead? When we validate our runs based on traditional metrics, running becomes very stressful then, right? No wonder we so often see negative running comments that are created from a place of feeling stressed. So in this episode, I thought I'd share seven components to good mental health that I came across in my research. And the seven components are, first off, therapy or coaching because having a professional who is neutral and has your interest at heart 
your best interest at heart. It's a really powerful experience. Secondly, community. Think people who you share a common interest with, like our community trained for a half marathon or my runner's mind. Thirdly, physical health is another component, such as eating well, staying hydrated, getting enough rest, and exercising. They all have positive effects on our mental health, of course. Obviously, running falls into this category. Also, intellectual health. Exercising your mind and learning about yourself along the way. Meditation, reflections, journaling, deep breathing. They all benefit your mental state. Environmental health. How your environment impacts you. Daily stressors might be people, events, living conditions, work, and so forth. These will have a negative impact on your mental health. Society's expectation, in a way. I saw huge changes personally when I added coaching into my life and learned mindset tools to help me better navigate these potential stressors. Another component of good mental health is having healthy boundaries and learning to say no in order to prioritize your own mental health. This is a tough one, and I know as runners, especially when we're training for longer distances, that requires a lot of miles in the legs and less time around loved ones, then we tend to feel guilty. I want to offer, though, that prioritizing what you love will keep you happy, which will make you better company for your loved ones. We sometimes forget this in our duty to serve, or should I say our duty to wait on said loved ones. And last but not least, self-care. And engaging in activities that you love will lift your soul and body. And this is so important. And I've said it before, it goes deeper, I believe, than a mani-pedi, although that might feel good too. But in my mind, it's a relationship you create with yourself from creating a connection with yourself from mindfulness activities. More on that in just a minute. So how can we create better mental health? Well, funny, you should ask, because inside my runner's mind which is my coaching program, we have monthly wellness retreats. These are dedicated times to practice self-care. These retreats are intended to be practiced in the comfort of your own home where you'll be focusing on connecting your body and mind through mindfulness activities. Nothing fancy, just pretty straightforward. Gratitude practice, guided meditation, walking meditation, yoga, and journaling. So every month I curate a retreat experience for my runners around a theme that we focus on for the month then. Every retreat comes with a retreat agenda that outlines what activities to do and the sequence to do them in as well as a link to a playlist that has all the videos for the retreat. The yoga, the guided meditation, the music. So you can literally do everything off your phone. The entire retreat usually takes around three hours. And every time we do these, we're always amazed at how good we feel afterwards. It has a way of stopping the busyness that we all feel in our mind and body daily. May's theme is feel good. And because it's Mental Health Month, I've made May's at-home retreat available to anybody who's interested. So I invite you, runner friend, to join us by simply signing up for the podcast newsletter. And you'll then receive a link to the retreat. 
I think it will be part of the following week's newsletter. This link will be in the show notes, of course, the podcast newsletter. So go grab it if this sounds like something you want to do. Before I sign off, I just want to share that earlier this month, we started another round of My Runner's Mind, and I cannot begin to tell you how incredible it is to witness how my clients sign up again and again. It's a testament to the importance of being in a community of people who are looking for what you're looking for too, of receiving the coaching you need to make the changes you want to make. And inside My Runner's Mind, it's all about taking the running out of running by reframing the old shoulds and ought tos so that we start to feel better and then run better. Click the link if you're interested in knowing more. I'll open another round in June. All right, runner friend, that's it. I hope you run happy this week. I'll see you next week. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.